I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today, we venture back to a popular subject, our children. For Kelly and myself, with Baxter, our eight-year-old, this subject quickly becomes pretty personal. And many of the conversations we find ourselves having with friends anchor, of course, as many do, around our kids. Now, from this, I realise that many are struggling about how to support their kids through the turbulence that we find ourselves in, in terms of talking about COVID-19, supporting our children's education, and of course, the common fear of social, sporting, and emotional development challenges due to the detours that we're pushed down. Now, I am not a pediatric doctor, nor am I a clinical child psychologist, but many have asked my thoughts on how we as parents should support our children emotionally, as well as providing the best sporting and performance platform we possibly can. And so, I thought I'd give it a crack. Today, my thoughts are through the lens of supporting our children through COVID-19 as a coach. How should we help to develop our kids in sport? And of course, how can we create some really fun and inventive ways to drive our children forward, while of course, having that twist of fun as well. All of this through a coach's lens, focusing on communication, creativity, and holding yourself and your kids to standards that will serve them as they evolve from the stress of this challenge. But before we do, let's connect with our squaddies. Yes, the squaddy update, and here is my list for the week. I read these with pride and excitement although I assume I'm probably missing a couple off the list. Are you ready? The US of A. France, Germany, Britain. Hello, blighty. Ireland. We even let that one into the list. Spain, Laos, the Philippines. Japan, Italy, Switzerland, Australia, Mexico, Guatemala, Ecuador, Chile, New Zealand, Canada, the UAE, the Isle of Man, Sweden, Belgium, Ukraine, Netherlands, and more. These are the countries that had representatives participate in the first Purple Patch Challenge for the fall. It was a sprint triathlon, and it was all based in something very simple, honour and fun. Now, the competitive folks chase glory in the three category divisions of racing, also lining up side-by-side side against the Purple Patch Pros to measure their performance worth on the short but challenging distances in each discipline. Others chose just the completion of the event and thought that was challenge enough, and I think so too. The key is that everybody gave their best, and this was number one of four autumn, or fall to you Yankee Poodle, challenges. Next week... It's a long extravaganza of fun with the Ironman Week Challenge, a goal to complete the Ironman distance in either one, three, or seven days. And for all of this, we're linking up with Ironman themselves. These challenges, for me, 
They provide the lightning rod to base our training off, but also act as a fun release, a real challenge and a healthy chance to actually truly train for something, while keeping logistics minimal and of course the risk highly reduced. And so the report, we're really, really happy with number one. But the question is, are you brave enough to join us for number two? Head to purplepatchfitness.com and find out. We'll tell you all about it, and it's open to anyone that's a part of the Purple Patch ecosystem. And with that, let's do it, Baza. Let's bring it. It is time for the ukulele. We like the way he thinks, serious with the wings. Yes, it's Word of the Week, and this week the word is breakup. No, not your relationships, your day. It is a time of mental tension. Leaders feel it, athletes feel it, employees feel it, parents feel it. This freaking thing has been sticking around for too long. And we all understand that it isn't just going to flip back to our former reality in the coming weeks. We are talking months, if not even years. The grind is real, and many, unfortunately, are really edging towards burnout, frustration, and ongoing challenge. Now, we don't have time today to dive into the broader topic and how to manage it all, but I will lead today with a strong endorsement of breaking up your day to help create clarity and a little space to (sighs) breathe. So many parents, employees, leaders and athletes alike feel like they are drowning in their own life casserole rolling from one thing to the next without a distinction about whether it's work, family or play. For many of us, our worlds have collided. Less commuting time, less natural breaks, a massive reduction in the undefinably small yet seemingly critical daily interactions at the coffee shop, at the lobby of the office block, at the water cooler, down the corridors. Many people now find their days are like a movie without any commercials, all taking place from home base of home. Wake, work out at home, work from home, lunch at home, into family time, into bed, of course at home. Too many have, as a result, simply filled the void. We've removed the transitions, so we work more. And what it's become is a word, claustrophobic. It certainly isn't performance generating. And so instead, break it up and carve into your life serious breaks and space and do so guilt-free. Give yourself space for exercise and training. Give yourself space for sleep. Give yourself space for switching off work. Give yourself space for play. Nothing. Like a kid, time to be unstructured. Now, I fully realize that this phase of life has added stress for many, but it's a journey, a long journey. And I promise you that brute force and toughness is not going to see you emerge ahead. It will see you burn out. The question will be whether that burnout is physical or mental. There is always a path to refresh, 
to be creative, to find the good, even when things are hard. And a very small step for many, and yet a really important step, is to create structure and routine. And this includes taking the daily grind and breaking it up. Give yourself space to breathe. Be a little free. I promise that in those breaks lies energy, restoration, creativity, and even a little bit of fun. And that is why the word of the week this week is breakup. And now let's jump into youth or youth as I say, because I'm from Essex. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the meat and potatoes. Yes, it's the meat and potatoes, and as we get going, a quick word before I... Tuck in. Leaders, managers, listen up. I might be talking about the kids today, but I believe you'll glean plenty from this show. So feel free to listen, adapt and apply to your charges at the workplace. Okay, with that done, kiddies, I'm all yours. Let us begin. And I think the first thing that we should do is frame. Take a little pause and scope out our situation. All right, let's go back in time. Once again, you don't need me to remind you. But March came lockdown. And with lockdown came some version of online learning, often, I'm afraid, dependent on each child's situation or the school that they happened to attend and how effective it was. But boom, there it was. Online learning. Many of the kids were thrust into high-stress environments as parents juggled logistical and financial stress, all layered with uncertainty and fear. And beyond all this, sports just simply evaporated. Championships were gone. Seasons were cancelled. And then finally, and I think we should acknowledge, that depending on the age of the child, There was confusion for them around COVID-19 itself, the risks, what it meant for them, the injustices of all of the interruptions. It has been for children, in a word, like us, stressful. Now, as we fast forward to time of the recording, much of the same challenges and stresses remain. We have kids and parents balancing some form of a return to in-person schooling, Flirting with a potential return to sports. Futures now that are as uncertain as they were six months ago. And ongoing bubbling challenges and stresses that remain at a societal level and among many families. It is still, for most, very, very real. Now, we all thrive with clarity. But now, we must aim to thrive without clarity being possible. And we must ask our children to do the same. Within the situation, our children must evolve, grow, improve and develop. And we as parents are tasked with supporting them on this journey. So let's first not underestimate the importance of our role as parents in this. 
Now, funnily enough, my father navigated his teen years in the very early part of the Second World War in Britain, dodging bombs in the Blitz of London. He then went on to serve in the Royal Air Force, a long-lasting and high-stress event that ended up making a thumbprint on the psyche of Britain and so many other countries, and also an event that forced the children of the day to adapt and develop great resilience and adaptability. Now, right now, we're dodging a disease, not bombs. But I surely hope that we as a society have evolved enough to improve on how we as parents can foster and nurture positive childhood development despite this global challenge. And I believe that we can. So let's pause and let's think about what is happening to our kids through this. Well, the good news is, in the big scheme of life, this thing that we're dealing with is still very short term. I know it feels never ending, but the impact, I promise you, is not seismic. We can and we will overcome. And so let's break down some real impacts that the challenge of the last few months have had. The first, we should think about education. And around the education, I think that the greatest realization for many parents, if they hadn't realized it before, is the broader value of in-person school. While it was sitting right there in our face all along, most of us are now more acutely aware of how the school environment assists with childhood development well beyond those magic three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Whether it's communication skills, conflict resolution, accountability and responsibility, time management, leadership, and so much more, school has a massive, massive impact on our children's development. And it's currently not in hold, but it is impacted. It hasn't been an optimal learning environment for most kids. And while it's common for some lack of progress in areas, this, of course, is highly individual for each child and each situation. And so, yes, education has been impacted. Secondly, sports and athletics. What we've experienced is an almighty pause for many kids around athletic development. Now, the body hasn't stopped growing. The kids haven't stopped getting older but most have had very little structured team or individually focused sports progression. There is a gap in technical, strategic and conditioning in sports. And thirdly, there are some psychosocial impacts on our children. Some of the kids have lost confidence, regressed in some soft skills, certainly feeling, like many of us, a little rudderless. We always discuss the impact and the challenge of change. And our children have faced change across various arenas of life. And for many, it can be and has been isolating. And so, what's happened to our kids? Well, there's been impact in education, in sports and athletics, and some of the psychosocial components of their life. And these three areas 
don't even go into the various highly unfortunate impacts that we won't even directly cover today, but I will make note of. These elements such as the potential increased exposure to abusive situations at home, the loss of the health lifeline of proper meals via school, isolation and deep loneliness that's occurred, and of course a radical ramp up in screen time and immersion in brain muting activities, all put in place to fill the void of normal structure and socialization. These massively impactful negatives have to be mentioned. And on an observational level, I've seen children, personally, who have become more withdrawn, with lower presence and responsiveness, and perhaps all of that in part due to the neutering of the focus by some of or, or, or even all of the elements that I mention above. But for the sake of this conversation, let's stick to these three main impacts, less desirable education, sports progression on pause, and an underlying set of potential psychosocial elements. Now, you don't need me to tell you the very strong need for us to right the ship within the context of safety to allow our kids to thrive. But the question is, how? How should we foster development and acceleration? Well, today I'm going to give you a few opinions and I hope that it at least stimulates consideration and conversation and maybe even some action. And so I hope it's beneficial. Firstly, I want to go over the overall approach to kids. And here's my headline news on this. Kids are observant, smart, and adaptable. We cannot hide or gloss the situation. And they are more equipped than we realize to handle a tailored version of the realities we face. And so I've got a little checklist of parental approach around communication, something I care a lot about, communication. Number one, step up. Yes, you. Step up. Yes. Kids might listen, but more than listening, they will observe and they will follow your lead. And so it's great to be vulnerable to your feelings, but just remember that you are their lightning rod. And there is little point you discussing empathy if you go on then and dismiss others offhand. Your child won't believe or follow you if you go on and on about the importance of washing your hands and being safe, if then you storm into Costco as a part of an anti-masker protest. Okay, you likely don't plan to do that, but you can appreciate the lens. Step up, you're a role model. Number two, discuss the situation. Talk about it in a really open, honest, and of course, age-appropriate way. How you talk about the situation will have a direct imprint on the level of calm or fear that you induce. But beyond this, we're talking about communication. And as George Bernard Shaw famously said, the biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. So beyond you broadcasting, it's also a time to listen, to ask 
your child how they're feeling, to encourage questions, and of course, to answer those questions. Because it's two-way, it's bi-directional. That's the empowerment of the relationship and how you can truly foster and help your children. So be a role model and foster communication. The third component becomes really important. Create routine. I would right now double down, absolutely double down on routine and stability. The summer months are over and now is truly time to come back to a sense of routine. And within that routine, make sure that you add plenty of space for playtime and freedom, but also anchor predictability because a sense of control is calming. It reduces fear and a feeling of stability reduces anxiety and also provides our children with a platform to perform. This goes all the way down to consistent bedtime, consistent meal times, and structuring how they go on and lead their life. The more that you can create routine, the more comfortable and therefore confident and therefore happy our children will be. Number four, focus on the positives. And there are some. Now later on the show, I'm going to suggest some hearty creativity But seriously, right now, lean into it. Because right now, you likely have actual time for more family time. You have space to be a little wacky and inventive. You have the chance to play more. And before you tell me you just simply don't have time, it's so stressful, work is just so much, no, that's likely not true. Just as you filled the dropping of the commute time with more work or more exercise, pause, go back, reverse, and replace that drop of the commute with a ton more family time. Because guess what? It's not just going to feed your kid. It's also going to feed you, feed your energy, and feed your happiness. And the final one, number five, I encourage you as a family to create family rules. The easiest thing to do in times of crisis is to go random. It's way too easy to allow what I would label harmless anarchy to spread into your routine, particularly the new pacifier for all ages, games, screens, television. Like stormwater on a sandstone cliff, it is an erosion of performance and happiness. And instead, structured routine and commit to other activities to fill this time. Now I know your kids will tell you they're bored. And guess what? That's okay. That's absolutely okay. Because on the other side of boredom lies creativity. Seriously, a little boredom and struggle is fine. In fact, I would say it's important. It helps creativity. It builds resilience. The brain will kick into gear. Yeah, that thing that's just going through life in a fog. It will spark. And especially the young brain, when we give it space and we ask it to. So these five points are my general overview. 
But what about what I'm mostly here for? Sports performance. Because before you start to whimper and cry as you see the dollars dissipate from that sports scholarship that your child was probably never going to achieve anyway, here's some headline news on sports performance. It is certainly going to be okay. And I say this appreciating that there are some kids with some very real time and issues. We do have some groups, sophomore, junior, high-end athletes looking to improve for places on sports teams in college. But in general, your child doesn't need to feel the negative in their overall sports journey. In fact, at 15 years of age, I severely broke my arm. I was out of swimming for eight months. But guess what? I was all right. I never looked back. I got back into it, didn't really think about it, and I actually got that scholarship. Lucky me, I guess. I don't sure what they were getting in me, but they got it. So the big thing, don't sweat it too much. Don't go out and over-Google your next best private tutor for catching development. You don't need it. So what's the alternate? What can we do as parents? What should we be doing? Well, it's not that complicated, to be honest. The first is to place the focus on what the kids can do in this situation, not what they're unable to do. And so focus on the controllable. Remember that from other shows. It's the same as parents. And secondly, make it really fun. Optimize those things we can do. Optimize the things that we can focus on and go play. It might take a little creativity, but I know that you are a playful and inventive sort. You really are, aren't you? And so, yes, you can breathe easy as your child is not going to fall into the well of stagnant progression. And you might actually benefit from approaching and tackling the challenge in a slightly different way than the norm. In episode 95 of this very show, goodness me, we've done a lot of episodes, but in episode 95, you might remember me espousing the great benefits of children taking a broad approach to sport all throughout their developmental years. In fact, I made a very strong case against specialization at an early age. Well, circumstances now that we find ourselves in with this turbulence means that we should actually double down on that. Let's actually leverage amongst all this adversity and with championships and seasons gone, let's double down on the chance of mixing it up. Because beyond missing practices or frustration that there not being a swimming pool open to have a swim team practice, this is right now a wonderful time to climb, jump, leap, dance. Well, move multi-directional, across planes, in lots of different ways, on land, on wheels, in water, mix it up and play. And there is tons that you can do individually or even socially distanced or within a small pod. Secondly, focus on skill acquisition and overall technical, but don't make this a chore. Aim to gamify it. There you go. There's a trendy new word for an aging middle-aged man. Make it a challenge. 
Make it some friendly competition across the family. Get everyone involved, but ensure that balancing and catching and movement and throwing is all put into the bucket of focus. And for older kids that we're guiding, this is a great time to actually develop some of the technical wisdom and teamwork collaboration. The lessons of sport are often so often diminished and taken over by heavy-duty doing. But if the doing is less, and then amplify the knowledge, the understanding, the tactics. And I think the most important thing is for us not to just try and replicate things that cannot be done and just doing them really much less good, especially if they become stale or tiresome. Instead, it's really time to think outside the box. And I've seen many of the following being used. Here's the creativity, folks. Treasure hunts. Really active treasure hunts. Monthly challenges and partner competitions amongst friends. The creation of obstacle courses. Neighborhood adventures and challenges. Family adventures and exploration. In fact, Just last week, we took an adventure and we wanted to ride to the end of the beach road. And of course, at the end of the beach road, ice cream awaited. There is the joy mixed with the physical conditioning all the way. And then on the way home, Baxter and I, we did stand-up drills and skills on the bike. But it was playing, it was jumping, it was wiggle-diggles down the road. All the while... We were, by association, working on the handling of the bicycle. But it wasn't tiresome. It was just family fun. And, of course, we included a little bit of competition. I won. So there it is. Creativity anchored around play and jumping and challenges and skills and acquisitions. And for older kids, tactical development and nous in collaboration and teamwork. And once... You have layered this approach and absolutely nailed it. And then you might just get the opportunity to dive into some form of structured sport and practice and maybe even some competition. It could be soccer practice, cross-country, swim team, while, of course, socially spaced. But now, by the way, kids, you are more than free to pee in the pool because no one will notice the warm spots, little Johnny. Yes, you might just get a little bit of a chance to do that, and that's super. And if your child gets to embrace whatever structured sport they're able to in a more limited fashion, then these practices or games or competitions can truly be viewed as bonus release time, a little luxury. And if you're engaged across multiple areas and able to have fun in the other stuff, well suddenly doesn't sound all that bad. You see, you're going to be really amazed how that beach bike ride translates to long-term soccer performance or how scrambling around and throwing a ball in the bucket hanging from the tree translate into corner stability and coordination that even links to your favorite endurance sport. Because as a kid, all of that stuff relates always I'll say it again, all of that stuff, as a kid, it always relates. Mix it up and just develop in a less direct 
root. And I tell you this, when all this passes, when this passes, and it will pass, our children are going to be hungry and motivated and perhaps just embrace the sports as what they are, really healthy, fun, wholesome challenges. Because kids, just like us, can lose perspective. They can feel the grind. They can feel the grind of athletics. They can fail to appreciate the why behind what they do. And so if your kid returns from this refreshed and eager and restored, they might just come back with an attitude that enables a greater balance of play, opportunity, and of course the seriousness for them to actually excel themselves. They might even get a sports scholarship. No, I'm just kidding. They probably won't. Seriously, they probably won't. And that's okay. You see, it's terrible that our sports have been stripped away. But we should also realise that for some, it might just be the very best thing that could have happened. Now, one more thing. If all this I speak of hasn't suddenly filled your bucket of life, and then let me add one more tip to your opportunity pile. Get musical. This environment is a great time for your child to take up a new hobby. And that hobby wants to be not Minecraft, but a challenge and one that forces growth. And I tell you, a musical instrument with a fun and free commitment to daily practice that creates more of that structure, challenge, focus, and an improvement curve in a specific skill, wonderful. Al Baxter, poor kid, we decided to double down on guitar. Now, a big part of that is Kelly and I never got to learn to play an instrument, and we sure wish that we did. And so here it is, 20 to 30 minutes daily practice. And as I reminded Baxter, Clint Boone of the Inspiral Carpets reminded me, the cool people know who the cool people are, and the cool people know how to play the guitar. Well, Baxter, you are committed to coolness, it seems. At least a lot more cool than your father. I promise you that. And kids, that's my lens. Being healthy is a revolutionary act, and now is the time for revolution. Let's anchor down and commit. Let's rise and thrive, physically, mentally, and as a collective. We stray towards the end of 2020, but get ready to launch ourselves into the magical 2021 year of performance. Right now, yes, it's tough, but it's time for us as parents to lead, to be role models, to help our children thrive. Do not allow apathy. Don't let your kids give way to despair. Talk, listen, learn, guide, and smile. Oh, and have fun. It's all boots and pants, and you will come out the other side. See you next time, and thank you, and please, take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. 
The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!